Hello, hello, hello. And welcome to the weekly energy report with me, your host, Rebecca Conran, on the New Story Podcast. Available on iTunes, Spotify, not just via my website, y'all. You can find me on most of the podcasting uh, formats. Um, All right, this is the energy report for the week of December 9th through the 15th. All right, so the weekly theme that I've chosen is I am choosing to make the rest of my life the best of my life. I am choosing to make the rest of my life the best of my life. The uh, tarot card I picked this week was the Three of Wands. And this card prompts us to explore the unknown, to seek out uncharted areas of growth, to expand our horizons. It's the quest card. It's time to make an example of yourself and to be the leader you were born to be. Even if you are experiencing situations that are far from ideal, how does the present moment fit in with the big picture? Right? So maybe you you kissed a lot of frogs, but what did that teach you about um, the types of people that you do want to be with, the types of relationships that you do want to have, what your needs and boundaries are? In the big picture, all of this information has been really valuable. This card speaks to being willing to see the greater purpose in our lives and in the events that unfold around us and being willing to continue on the long road ahead because you are committed to your long-term goals. So this card is really asking us to move fearlessly into the unknown and wands are energy and spirit. Uh, And so this is really an energizing uh, card to move fearlessly. And it makes a lot of sense. And, um, you know, with the transits that we're going to experience this week, it's going to be a lot of fearless thinking that's going to be coming up. And so the ritual that I chose this week is catching your thoughts. And now I've amended this from Louise Hay, from something I read from Louise Hay, who is an amazing uh, reference for anybody interested. If you've heard uh, someone recommend a Louise Hay book to you, definitely go and get it and and read it. Um, She's very helpful in uh, repatterning the mind. So she says, stop for a moment and catch your thought. What are you thinking right now? If thoughts shape your life and experiences, would you want this thought to become true for you? If it's a thought of worry, anger, hurt, or revenge, how do you think that this thought will come back for you? Whatever we send out mentally or verbally will come back to us in like form. Take a little time to listen to the words that you say. If you hear yourself saying something three times, write it down. It has become a pattern for you. At the end of a week, look at the list you've made and you'll see how your words fit your experiences. Be willing to change your thoughts and words and then watch your life change. The way to control Your life is to control your choice of words and thoughts. No one thinks in your mind but you. So again, that was amended from Louise Hay, and that is the ritual to catch your thoughts. I also think it would be great if you think something really nice three times in a row. You can definitely put that down on your list too. It's it's really uh, nice to acknowledge uh, the positive thoughts that we have, the optimistic thoughts that we have, the kind thoughts. 
um, I think you can very much acknowledge those as well as the ones that you'd like to repattern. So we are catching our thoughts this week. And this really goes so well with the immediate transit that we have on Monday, the 9th of December, which is Mercury going into Sagittarius. So we're going to begin the week bright and early Monday morning with a Mercury transit. The messenger planet of perception, information processing, and communication enters Sagittarius and leaves Scorpio. So we're officially through the last remnants of that last Mercury retrograde, Phew! Okay? Woo! But you're going to want to watch for some really intense thoughts, obsessive thinking, addictive thinking, in the days leading up to this transit, the Sunday before. Because um, as we reach that final critical degree of the Scorpio, Mercury and Scorpio energy, really going to feel like uh, it intensified. Um but, you know, we've done a lot of work around this Mercury and Scorpio energy, so um, it, it doesn't have to be brutal for you. You know, you can just really, again, just watch those thoughts and see that, like, underneath some of your more harsher thoughts, there's a vulnerability there. There's a wound of some sort. So look be beneath those um, harsher things that we might say or think, and, uh, and see the place that actually needs your uh, nurturing and softness and reparenting. Uh, so, as we, um, so as we move into Mercury, into Sagittarius. So this is not the best placement for Mercury because in the Zodiac, Sagittarius sits right across from uh, Gemini whose natural ruler is Mercury. When a planet is in the sign opposite to the sign that it rules, it's said to be in its detriment, and so its action can seem maybe negative, misused, or weakened with this placement. And that's definitely true in certain aspects, but in, in other uh, respects, this is a really can be a really positive placement. So Mercury, in general, helps us to get organized, but with Sagittarius, we might be so focused on rushing towards the big picture or, you know, abstract thought that we forget the details. And as we know, the devil's in the details, i.e., the most problematic parts are usually the details. So with this energy, it may be harder to connect into the details. But having the mind, uh, or Mercury in a placement of higher truth, philosophy, faith, and optimism, it's not negative, and it can be quite visionary, as long as we're remembering to put one foot in front of the other and manage the everyday aspects of life. The shadow side that can play out of this energy is real self-righteousness. You know, uh, it's got a real uh, Donald Trump mouth on it <laughs> in, in, its, in its shadow side. You know, being judgmental, running away from difficulty or conflict rather than using our communication to create understanding. Or some of the darker sides can be about being really pushy about our version of the truth and excluding other people's, uh, uh, their truths, you know, as if our truth is the one truth. Um, the good news is that the next three weeks, while Mercury is in Sagittarius, are a fantastic time to 
apply yourself to spiritual study. Travel is is really a, 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 an exceptional thing to do during this energy, even a day trip. Um, immersing yourself in other cultures, new ideas. And, and this is a really good energy to think big and optimistically. But we really do have to apply extra effort to staying detail-oriented and grounded mentally because it's got that fiery, that fiery energy. And I think this really is well-suited to the Three of Wands, right? Because Sag is really fearless, and it's going to move into the unknown. And it's going to, like, go and take a risk. But where it's not so good is the commitment, right? The sticking through the long-term, the being detail-oriented, and, uh, and you know, checking our, checking our work twice, um, using rational thought because Sagittarius really is more of an intuitive, uh, thought process energy. Sometimes, uh, we're not applying reason, right? With Mercury and Sagittarius. So we need to remember that. We need to remember like to, to check things twice, right? Don't just full steam ahead really to be like, hmm, is there a way that I, am I thinking of all sides here? Like, do I need to slow down a little bit? Maybe apply a little more reasoning and forethought um, and, and to obviously become just a little bit more detail-oriented. Um, so the next transit we have this week is Wednesday on 12-11. We've got a full moon in Gemini. The moon represents our emotions, our inner persona, our needs, habits, and patterns. And full moons really prompt release. It's the end of a story, uh, an emotional story that we've, we've been, you know, working through for the last uh, month or so. And um, it's, it's like a light in the dark moment for us. So if you think of like what a full moon is, it's like the moon is so bright that it's illuminating the dark. And so that's what we're doing too. Any dark parts of us become illuminated. And, you know, it's also really reminds me of like, um, you know, menstrual cycle. You know, there's like the new moon and the seed of potential. And then there's releasing what was not useful uh, at that time. And so each month we have all these different qualities and energies that we can apply to renewal. And of course, the opposite of renewal is stagnation. So even though we might think, well, oh God, every month I'm like fucking like, I've got to be emotional every month. Um, and yeah, we do because we're human beings who are constantly processing lots of information and experiences. And there's a lot in there that can be constantly renewed, just like the skin on your body needs to be renewed and, and, uh, you know, scrubbed off. Uh, so do our thoughts and our emotions and uh, a lot of the inner stuff. It also needs to, to go through renewal. So we have these wonderful full moons that help us to light up uh, any areas of uh, emotional uh, stagnation and, and release. So Gemini, this full moon in Gemini, Gemini is connected to, the moon, to Mercury, uh, which we already spoke about. Uh, it's prominent this week already. Gemini is an intellectual sign. It prefers the scientific method to the intuitive one and rational thought to emotional feeling. 
Um, and so, you know, moon and Gemini, not super at home. Okay, because the moon is a placement of feeling and Gemini is a placement of thinking. And what do we get when we uh, have like our feelings in a place of thinking? A lot of overanalyzing, probably some anxiety and mental agitation from over-intellectualizing our uh, emotional experience instead of using our sensory body to express our emotional experience. The date for this full moon is also interesting. It's on the 11th day of the month, and 11 is a master vibration number. It calls for balance, and it draws our attention to what we're thinking is linked to what we are creating for ourselves. And again, this really goes with the ritual this week. You know, um, Gemini is a sign of words, and words are going to take on an unusual importance at this time. Similar to this week's ritual, paying attention to the type of words we use, how we use them, incredibly important at this time. This full moon is asking you, what are the messages you're sending out into the world? This full moon along with this week's Mercury transit are asking us to expand our definition of what we think is possible in the world and of ourselves also. We're being asked to make ourselves aware of and to stop telling mental stories and self-fulfilling prophecies that are to our detriment. We are being asked to trust in our work in the greater consciousness despite appearances, despite the fact that things are not maybe manifesting in our timing, but rather in divine timing. We're being asked to stay curious and to also think outside the box. Also, you know, along with this, like of how we use words, you know, what are the messages you're sending out into the world? I often, uh, and any of people I that know me will will attest to this. I I do chastise the use of like derogatory uh, words against anybody, against anybody, even if I were to say. Donald Trump is a fat dickhead, <laughs> right? Maybe true. However, when I say that, what I do is I actually internalize that message myself. It doesn't even reach him. It's a message that then becomes uh, something that is laying in my consciousness, right? So instead of really calling him a fat dickhead, I'm actually calling myself a fat dickhead because that's just an energy that now I'm perpetuating and holding on to. The same is true of any way that we judge other people in cruel ways, right? So if I'm like, that person's a dumb bitch, you know, these messages that we're sending out, they become internal beliefs that we have about ourselves, actually. And that's why it's really important to be conscious of like the words we're using, how we're using them. And is that really a message and an energy that we want to uh, integrate into ourselves? Um, I also just think that, I, you know, you never want to use words about someone else that, um, that you wouldn't want used about you. So... This is the last full moon before both the winter solstice, which is on 1221. And if you are upstate in Calicoon, I will be doing a winter solstice sound bath, special sound bath at River Family Wellness on that date. Uh, so this is the last full, last full moon before both that and our upcoming eclipse season, which starts on 1225. So this is an intense, like we're about to go through this really deep, 
portal through the end of this month. Uh, a, an amazing time. Eclipses can really bring a lot of magic into our life. Um, and they can also remove things from our life that we should have gotten rid of already that will be extremely beneficial to us. Um, so using this full moon energy very, uh, very wisely, okay, to set intention, especially because it's all around the mind. So this is, during this full moon, we can, we can be adaptable. We can shift in and out of any hardened views or ways we think things should be. That's going to be a beneficial use of this energy. We can see both sides of any issue and work for the greater good of all in our solutions. We can search out collaboration and appreciate what everybody brings to the table. That's something that Gemini is very good at. We can commit to healing work around thought repatterning, uh, working with someone. Perhaps there's like some spiritual information you need. Maybe you want to do tarot reading or an astrology reading or something like that and help your mind to integrate some of the reasoning behind some of your emotional process. This is a great time to create healthier habits around how you're socializing with others, connecting with others, communicating, uh, you know, with yourself or with others, or around how you use technology or social media, too. This is a great time if there's some kind of purification that needs to happen around the way that you use uh, technology and social media, Facebook and all of that. Um, good time to activate it is now. This is also a good time to clearly communicate how you're feeling to yourself and others, even if it feels difficult or you are afraid of conflict. This is a good time to say the things you've been afraid of saying, all the while using tact and compassion over blame and shame. That's going to be something we're going to have to work hard at, uh, because Mercury is in Sagittarius also. It's not necessarily known as the most tactful uh, sign to have your Mercury in. Um, this is also a really good time to work with affirmations, mantra, and meditation. I have a few affirmations for the energy of this moon in Gemini. I communicate, I, well, I can't talk at all, but I communicate clearly and honestly. I ask for what I want, confident that all my wishes will be heard and honored. I believe my own thoughts, think for myself, and respect my own ideas. I am smart. I am capable, and I can discover and learn anything that I want to know. I know how to generate good ideas and can always create one when I need it. All right, so two days after that, Friday the 13th, dun-dun-dun, Chiron, which is in Aries, is going to turn direct. So it's been retrograde since July so this is an exciting time because all these planets are turning direct. Yep, yep, we can kind of like start to move a little bit more forward. Chiron is known as the wounded healer, and it's actually an asteroid. And it represents our deepest hurts in this lifetime. So where Chiron lies in your chart can tell you a lot about the aspects of your personal healing that require the most attention. As you activate and tend to your own healing, it becomes then an energetic gift that you offer to the collective consciousness. So Chiron energy in your chart is not only the wound that you're working through, but then it turns around being the gift that you give back. So Chiron's been retrograding through Aries, where it's going to stay until 2027 since July, 
And as this energy turned inward, it brought up a lot of anger over past emotional hurts, especially around our identity um, and who we think we're allowed to be. So for me, you know, um, who I really am is a performer, a musician, an artist. But obviously that wasn't something that I was ever allowed to be. Um, I also probably was never supposed to be what I'm doing now, period, or I was never taught that this was something I could be. Um, I mean, that's not entirely true. I was meant to be, I was meant to be a prophet (laughs) for Christian religion, (laughs) but I ended up being a prophet for my own damn self. Um, no, but, uh, so identity crisis, identity wounding, who am I? You know, this is like really been what we've been trying to figure out. And then not only who am I, but then how do I activate that, who that authentic person is to me? And yes, we've heard a lot of that word bandied around the word authentic, but what authentic really means is genuine. It just means genuine. You know, so I'm genuinely a ham. That's just who I am, right? Uh, I'm not genuinely a, a goody two-shoes. I'm a bit naughty, and I'm a bit of a, a big mouth, and I'm a bit dramatic. Um, and that's who I am in myself, in my individual self. So authentic doesn't mean that you're good or that you're, like... Uh, like a a nun or spiritually like perfect. It just means that you're letting all of you shine forward. The good, the bad, the ugly, you know, it's just you being genuine. So it's like when you feel like crying, crying, when you feel like asserting yourself, asserting yourself, these are what we would call authentic uh, ways of being. So with Chiron and Aries, we've been working through all the wounds that in our identities that keep us from being ourselves. And, um, you know, where you might have been feeling this energy in particular, you might have Chiron in uh, Aries, especially if you are like in your 40s, but also you have Aries somewhere in your chart. You may even have planets in Aries. So you might have where, where you can find it in your chart, where this energy, this wounded healer identity and energy is really hitting you is wherever Aries lies in your chart and any planets there really being lit up by this transit. Um, so you're here for a reason. Okay. And that reason is only known by you and it's unique to you. And no one else needs to know your reason. It doesn't have to have any pomp and circumstance. It might be something that you just acknowledge in the quiet solitude of your own heart. You know, your reason for existing, why you're here on earth, your personal mission. Um, And it's probably not to, like, have a brand and help millions of people. That's not the reason that you're here. That might be something that you pursue and do during your lifetime. But the reason that you're here is to be just your unique self with your unique perspective, the way that you see and say and do things in the world. There's something important about that. There's something necessary about that in its, in all of its simple 
uh, glory. So as Chiron turns direct, we're going to start a new chapter in our healing around identity. You know, for many of us, the energy of I'm not enough or I am not worthy, that's what we've been touching on. Um, and, you know, I think that the mantra for this, for this placement, the search for who I, am I and how do I be who I feel like I am inwardly, uh, outwardly without feeling judged or repressed or, or, uh, oppressed, you know, um, those are all the themes that we're working with. The mantra here is you have the right to be yourself. You have the right to your own beliefs. You have the right to follow your individual passions and impulses. You have the right to put yourself first in this life. You have the right to be here on earth and to exist with dignity. And guess what? So does everybody else, right? You've got the right to put yourself first and so does everybody else. You've got a right to live with dignity and so does everybody else. And that's something that we are really seeing play out in politics right now too, right? We're really seeing candidates come up and say, everybody has a right to live with dignity. Everybody has a right to be cared for. This is such important times we're living in. You know, uh, this is really important times. Truly uh, could be a really loving, some really loving shifts going on. And even if they don't happen for the collective um, as a whole, it still makes a difference when we individually shift our ideas around identity and how we uniquely push ourselves in the world. You know, um, one way I can say, one example I can give is when I was, when I was very small, when I was a teenager, I, I, uh, I graduated high school when I was 16 and then I, uh, got kicked out slash left home at 17 years old. And, um, you know, I had to start a whole life, like with nothing, with nothing, with no family. My family had turned their back on me with no, uh, due to religious reasons, I've been shamed by my community. Um, I had, I knew barely anybody. I had no contacts in the world even because I'd only been associated with Jeho other Jehovah's Witnesses. And uh, so I went off, though. I went off into the world when I was very young, and I just, like, you know, probably foolhardy at the time, but I just had this incredible passion to just keep moving forward and, like, I'll figure out a way. I'm going to do this. So cut to years later, um, my mom... Uh, about seven years ago, decided to leave my father. And for her, it was a really abusive situation. And so um, when she was speaking to me about it, she said that my courage all those years prior was what gave her the courage to leave my father. She thought if I could leave at that point, that she could do it all these years later. And as a grown woman, as an adult, and uh, so we never know how our energy is affecting others. Sometimes it really surprises you, the things that people take in just from you pursuing your dreams and being authentically you, being genuinely you, you know. Um, so as you connect to your identity, everything we're doing 
with our own healing is so beneficial and creates such a ripple effect to everybody around us in very subtle ways, in ways that you couldn't even imagine, you know, ways that you're not doing on purpose. And, uh, and so it's so meaningful whenever we do any healing work for ourselves, whenever we get through any of these like cycles that we're going through and really like, this is a tough fucking cycle. And, you know, um, into 2020, this 2020 is going to be, it's a, it's a bit of a day of reckoning, you know, it's like, it is, we are on the long path here. And it's so important to stay committed to the long path and not to give up just because things are not, uh, we're not getting the instantaneous results of glory like we, like we might have experienced in the past. Um, so my loves, that is the energy report for this week. I want to thank all of our patrons and any donors. And I just want to like touch base with you guys about that. Most uh, of the patrons, they give about $5 a month. I'm so lucky to have so many patrons. And right now the energy report, uh, it pulls in about $166 a month from all of these wonderful donors. And so, you know, um, with hosting costs and stuff like that, I probably make about $20 per episode. Um, that is the exchange that I receive. And I am, you know, that's something that this is a gift I have. I, I love when I was a little girl, you guys who's been listening to for a long time, you know, that when I was a little girl, I loved to do radio shows. And this is something that I really enjoy doing. Um, but it's also a service that I'm providing. And, uh, like, so if you have the ability to support, even in a very small way and become a patron of the energy report, you know, it really does make a difference for me. And, um, I just appreciate all of your support. And of course, like if you get to a point where you can't give the $5 a month or whatever, that's totally understandable. There's no judgment around any of the giving. Um, it's really just an exchange of energy with me so that the work stays, um, balanced um, other ways that you can, uh, support me if you want. Have you visited my online shop? I've got some lovely Reiki watercolor paintings that come with an intuitive, uh, mantra just for you or for whoever you're gifting it to. I have my anti-anxiety essential oil blends. If you loved myself, love oil blends, you'll love this one. This is a really great one. It's the deep breast blend. Um, yes, I even make essential oil, uh, roller perfume blends, uh, in sweet almond oil. And then I have just a few copies of my Reiki mantra deck and my Reiki affirmations, uh, art deck available. They're 28 and $33 could be shipped anywhere domestically. If you'd like to purchase something internationally, you can do so. Just let me know, uh, email me about it. Uh, because I couldn't figure out how to do international shipping through my shop. Uh, for some reason, it was always lowballing me, and so I was never receiving the right amount for shipping. But if you uh, contact me directly, then I can uh, um, let you know shipping for wherever you are, and uh, and we can and we can figure it out that way. Um, all right, loves. Well, it's nearly the holidays, so if you wanted to get a gift for anybody, please get your orders in soon so I can get it shipped out to you. Um, 
If you wanted to gift a session to somebody, you can also do that and purchase a gift certificate through my website. Uh, maybe you want to give something to yourself, uh, an ast astrology, birth chart reading, a tarot forecasting for the new year, um, uh, or just like start the new year fresh with an energy clearing. Um, all of that is on my website, www.rebeccaconran.com. Uh, you can book during with my online scheduler directly through the website. And, uh, and there's tons of other stuff on there too, testimonials, press, um, all that stuff. So if you just want to learn more about me, if you're a new listener, you can do so there. All right, loves, this has been the energy report and I'll speak to you next week.